Welcome to Table 1025. Hi, I'm Jen. Hey, this is Dawn. Hi, this is Deb. And I'm Jody. We're real women who gather around the table to connect with God and one another through real life conversations. So grab a coffee and pull up a chair. Welcome to the table. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Table 1025. This is Jen, and I am excited about today's topic. Today we are going to be talking about acceptance, and we're going to be led by Dawn. We are in the middle of, well, we're nearing the end Mm -hmm. of our series on different facets of relationship. Uh, We've talked about vulnerability. We've talked about loyalty. We've talked about surrender. And today we're going to speak about acceptance. And so if you are interested in those topics, for sure check out our previous episodes. They are very different in uh, how they were recorded. <laughs> like they're all, there's a wide variety of structure yes, in those is. podcasts, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. they're all really good. They're all really full of scripture and I think you will enjoy them. So for sure, check those out if you're interested in them. And we are going to let Dawn take it away. Thanks, Jen. Um, like Jen said, we are going to be talking about acceptance today. And I'm going to give you one of our action steps that we usually say for the end. Uh, I'm going to give you part of it now. As we are talking today, because a lot of scripture reference came up for me, which doesn't usually happen, but that's probably because I had to dive into this topic. So (laughs) (laughs) Um, there will be scripture references. And I am probably going to be more prone to just throw out the reference and not read it. So part of what I would like y'all to do is just dive in and look at those yourself and see how they speak to you because the four topics that kind of came up for me were, um, boy, they were kind of all over the place and there was scripture for each one of them. So that's part of your action step. You'll also notice one thing that we like to do is look up the definition of the word when we start. And we are huge fans of the 1828 Webster's Dictionary. So that's an obvious place to start. (laughs) With the word acceptance, um, here's what I got. And I'm reading it straight out of the dictionary. Literally, she has the dictionary. Oh, guys, it's a huge dictionary. You should see it. It's like one of those old King James... Bibles, the family Which Bibles. Which I should have told you, Don. We actually have it here in the library. So you I didn't knew have to that. Carry it all over but here. I also knew we needed it for height. Oh, yes, true. <laughs> so I actually I- have it as an app on my phone, and it takes up way less space. So you know, you might consider that, Don. I'm a paper person, and I like hauling around really large, heavy books. Okay, take it away, Don. Wait, no, do you guys oh. remember that saying? I like big books and I cannot. <laughs> I don't think that was the saying, but, but yeah, I, oh, okay. I, like, I like where you're going. Carry on. Carry that around as well. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Okay, acceptance. And I, I, I just picked the first one. Um, there are six different definitions under acceptance, but the first one is. A receiving with approbation or satisfaction, favorable reception, as work done to acceptance. And the rest of the definitions all go into things like accepting of a bill, accepting of the work. Um, Those were all very transactional. Hmm. And so I did not like that definition. (laughs) So uh, I also did not really know what the word approbation meant. 
So that was my next step. So I flipped a little section back in the book and found approbation. And again, reading it straight out of the dictionary. <laughs> uh, okay, approbation. The act of approving, a liking, that state or disposition of the mind in which we assent to the proprietary of a thing with some degree of pleasure or satisfaction as the laws of God require our approbation. Um, attestation, support, commendation. Um, when I read that definition, it was way less transactional. And that kind of leads me into where I went with when I first got the word acceptance. And when we were coming up with these topics, we were each asked, what does relationship mean to us? And this was months and months and months ago. So I've been stewing on acceptance because that is the word that came up for me. And it, it wasn't like a lightning bolt word. And I was like, yep, that's it. That's what's important to me. I had to sit there and think about it when we came up with these words. Um, my first inclination when that word came up was acceptance in the group of a whole. How do we always seem to want to be accepted? Uh, you know, flashbacks to third grade birthday parties, junior high. Uh, <laughs> let's not go there. Yeah, let's not go there. Um, a work environment, uh, social groups, church. church. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say that just yeah. came to mind. Definitely church. Yeah, definitely church. How do we, we desire to be accepted where we are. Uh, it's just in us. Um, so I spent some time there. That's honestly for months. I was like, oh, that's it. That's what I'm going to be talking about is how, you know, how traumatizing it can be when you're not accepted. And, uh, I will be transparent and say, I was a little, I was not a rebellious child, but I had the rebellious attitude there when people didn't accept me. I was like, hmm, their loss. <laughs> And I went, and I, I appreciate that because I don't think I struggled as much as I see some people struggling. Um, I, I do. Yes, I did. Um, but I thank my mom for that because she was always coaching me saying, it's not you, it's them. It's, uh, you know, why does it matter? Why does it matter if, what they think of you? So I appreciate that my mom gave me that and that strength to go, okay, that part doesn't matter wasn't until I get the end of what we're talking about here today that I finally figured out what it was, what it really was that was giving me strength to not, to not be scarred by that as much. Um, or maybe I was, and I've just put that in my past and I just don't remember it anymore. I don't know. <laughs> um, some references that I would like you all to, to look up, to contemplate over that are, uh, read, Luke 15, as well as Matthew 9, verses 11 and 12. So make some notes of those two references and, and look those up and see what you come up with is how you are affected um, by worldly groups or maybe not worldly, but outside groups that maybe you're not super close with. Well, then... About two weeks ago-ish, um, I was sitting there just kind of 
randomly thinking about this episode that we would be recording. And I did have one of those little aha moments. Um, it was, what about those who are closest to you? Best friends, siblings, parents, spouses, children, um, your inner circle. What does acceptance look like there? And what if you won't, what if you don't get acceptance there? Uh, that one, I was like, oh, dang. <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, that one's going to be hard because I, I very much value the people in my close circle. Um, they're my go-to people. They are very important and influential in my life. There, there is a small group of people in my life that I trust what they say. And what if, for example, I'm going to put this one out there. Um, right now I am in between jobs and struggling with the next step God wants me to take. Cause I, I don't have that answer today. I've got opportunity in front of me. I've got questions I'm wrestling with and in his time, he's going to reveal what that looks like. Very confident in that. Um, but in that moment, knowing that there are two people in my life who I love, adore, cherish their opinions that don't see that pause in my life like I'm seeing it. And so struggling with that acceptance of what I know God is doing in my life and not being able to not only communicate it well to them or have them listen, uh, it's also what if it's communicated and they hear me, they don't agree with me. And so in that moment, that acceptance looks like I am struggling between what I, what I see God leading me to and what they might be pushing back against. And they aren't the same path necessarily. They might be. I, I just haven't been able to have that depth of a conversation with two people in my life that I need. I need on my team right now. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, God, what does that look like? And this has been an acceptance piece that I just went, oh, well, that led me deeper. I'm like, okay, what, where is that all coming from and what does that look like? Verses that went with those who are close are uh, Matthew 10, verses 34 through 39, Genesis 12, verses 1 through 20, and Luke 14, verse 33. After I looked at those close to me, then I went to the next step in my little brain and went, do I accept myself? Do I accept what the doubts, the fears, when that all comes up, do I accept what I am seeing in my life with my relationship to God? Um, most days I would answer that with a very affirming yes. Then there are periods where there's chaos, where I feel unsettled, and I question that. Now, when I'm in those still moments, as some of my very good friends remind me to be still and listen, <laughs> I'm glad this isn't a call-in show because my family would be calling right now, telling, <laughs> telling on me about how still I'm usually not. 
Um, but um, sitting in those still moments and reflecting about hurt that I I don't like to admit when I'm hurt. I don't like to cry. I don't like to talk about feelings. I'm a very logical person, but I do feel deeply. I feel very deeply. I just don't like to talk about it. <laughs> so <laughs> working on that acceptance. Uh, yeah. Um, so some verses that came up for me there are Matthew 6, 25 through 32 and Colossians 3, 12 through 14. So read those, see what comes up for you guys in that self-peace, self-acceptance or what, what we will just loosely call acceptance. We all know it's something else. Um, then the other last piece that was kind of the aha was like, uh, there's still something missing, Don. What is it? What is it? And it is God's acceptance. Um, and that came down to one word for me, and that was love. And I'll give you the verses that I went to before we dive into that. I had Romans 5, 8 and John 6, 37. I'm going to read, though, Romans 15, 7. And that one says, Therefore welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. That piece kind of tied it together for me and showed me how that that step process that I just went through of the big group to my small intimate close circle to myself to God how I had that in the reverse order the acceptance and the love of God and how we love each other for the glory of God when that one becomes the the top of that thought process how that changes things, how it transforms the thinking, the worrying about the acceptance. Um, all along, I was having it backwards. Now, it was a journey for me to get there. Obviously, God takes us on these journeys, and that's okay. I had to go through a lot of steps and pondering, and honestly, when I first came up with the word acceptance, I was like, wow, that's kind of, uh, whatever, Dawn. <laughs> that's kind of why did you pick that word? Going through this little bit and this journey, he revealed to me exactly why that word came up for me that day it did because I just went, I love Jody's word. I love Jen's word. I love Deb's word. Oh, I love those better. Oh, you needed to do the acceptance piece because he had to show me that I was having it backwards. Even in just randomly thinking about how I could help others because I do... I will stand back in a group and I will see little clicks form. I hang out with a lot of youth. Blessing in my life, love to do it. I love teenagers. Weird thing, I know, but I do. I will see them form their little clicks and I am immediately noticing somebody pulling away from the group, lack of acceptance. Um, so there, I am keenly aware of that. So now what do I do? 
Now this piece allowed me to flip that script and reach out and talk to them about that and where, where their value really is, where they need that acceptance and why God's acceptance is the one that matters. So that's what I have. Ladies, it's your turn to add your more than common sense here. <laughs> I just want, I want clarification. Okay. Do you mind me asking for clarification, Don? I'm going to anyway, okay. whether you say yes or no. Um, so you're saying that the you believe the reason that acceptance came up for you was because um, you believe God wanted to reveal to you that just the the process of acceptance was backwards for you and he wanted to show you his perception of acceptance or can you just elaborate just a little bit more on that yes that is the first piece that I had to get to before I had the the next piece of I needed to understand that because when I in particular I'm working with youth Mm -hmm. or people who I see on the fringes not and not that being in a group, not that being popular is the thing. But when I see those lonely people who are struggling of not feeling accepted, I needed that flip, that script flipped in my brain. Okay. Because my, my worldly possession, pr- prospect, geez, my worldly perception of acceptance means you fit into a group. Okay. I think so many people start there. Um, and because I, I am in the world, not of the world, mm-hmm. um, I see these things happen all the time and it's kind of how I'm wired. It's where my eyes see, it's where my ears hear. Um, and in particular with the youth kids, um, the youth groups, it's a learning time and they're so unsure of who they are. And so that script had to be flipped for me. I would. I'm going to say it probably was important in my life at some time, but as I've grown, maturity in Christ is the only thing I can say that changed that where it, it just wasn't important anymore. And I, I honestly can't tell you when that, that switch got flipped in my brain. I don't know. I know I have been that way since probably third or fourth grade where I'm like, Hmm, they don't like me. Find some new friends. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I think that this podcast is full of people who are word nerds because we all love a good dictionary and I also love a good thesaurus. And so along with looking up a word when we are studying a topic, I like to look up the synonyms for words in a thesaurus or just I like to just brainstorm like what comes to my mind with a word. So some of the words that came up with acceptance were embrace, welcoming, approval, and adoption. And the word adoption specifically jumped out at me because I think of when a child is adopted. So often it's because they are chosen, like the family chooses them. They are wanted, they are chosen, they are singled out, and then accepted, right? So what, here's the word journey. I'm just going to share the word journey that this is taking me on. And so from adoption, I went to chosen, And then from chosen, when you are chosen, I think that that instills within you a feeling of worth 
-hmm. And so the word worth has come up for me in thinking about worth when you feel like you are worthy of love, when you feel like you uh, have value, that gives you a sense of security and belonging. And so I think that the way those words are all entwined is really important. I think that they are a really good picture of the Lord's love for us. And I was led to 1 Timothy 1, verses 12 through 14. So I'm just going to read those out of the message. Paraphrase. So uh, let's see. It says, I'm so grateful to Christ Jesus for making me adequate to do this work. He went out on a limb, you know, trusting, entrusting me with this ministry. The only credentials I brought to it were invective and witch hunts and arrogance. But I was treated mercifully because I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know who I was doing it against. Grace mixed with faith and love poured over me and into me and all because of Jesus. And so I just think that when we get to that point, Don, of like you said, when we get to the point of not worrying so much about acceptance by our peers and acceptance by the people in our churches and the people, you know, that live next door to us or that, you know, the parents in the PTA or whatever, whatever adults were around, whatever kids were around when we're younger, when we get past the point of worrying about acceptance from humans and just we're focused on that acceptance of the Lord and what he has done for us I just think that's a really beautiful place to be and it's 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 a journey sometimes and everybody's journey to get there is different uh, but I think it's worth worth discussing for sure mm-hmm. yep for sure Jen so I think I'm supposed to go next because I what I'm yeah. getting is very it's it's piggybacking off of what first what obviously John Don has shared and then what Jen has just said I had the word belonging come up also and then I also had this phrase perception of acceptance work versus receiving and that ties into Jen would you mind looking up John 15, 16, sure. real quick, please. Um, I'm not going to read it. I'll just have Jen read it since she's looking it up. But that's the scripture verse that immediately comes to mind. So in John 15, Jesus is talking to his disciples. And he's giving them um, the illustration of who God the Father is, who God the Son is, and the purpose of the Holy Spirit in it all. And he's describing... God is the vine dresser, Jesus as the vine, and he's, he's um, illustrating to the disciples that they are the branches. And what does he say in 1516? I don't care what version you okay. read it in. You didn't choose me. I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. So without going any further into the because he goes on and he he basically in in chapter 15 and so on but specifically in 15 he's telling the disciples who he is and who they are and what they're going to receive when they're tapped into him when they're connected to him and when i'm hearing your description of acceptance and and where you've seen the flip switch for you and what you've witnessed when you're watching youth in particular is we're 
sin has caused us to take on this perception that we have to work for everything that we have. And in John 15, Jesus is saying, you don't have, you don't work for anything. I'm your everything. You didn't even, you, you don't even, you can't even choose me. I'm choosing you. And because I'm choosing you, this is what I'm going to give you. And I, I think there's just, there's going to come a time and I'm going to speak specifically. I'm just being led right now to speak specifically to whoever is listening right now. There's going to come a time in your life when you're going to recognize that you can do whatever you can to try and fit in. You're going to do whatever you can to try and earn love. And I pray to God that it's in this moment that you recognize there's nothing you can do because you're already loved. You're already accepted. And if you haven't chosen Jesus as your Lord and Savior, he's there waiting. And all you have to say is, yes, I want you. And that's all you have to do. Um, and then if we can take that even, now I'm going to just step out of that. I was not expecting that to happen, but God bless you, whoever you are listening. Um, that's how we should approach our relationships with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We enter into relationships um, to give and receive. And it's all about Jesus. And I know we've said that before, but it's not about us. And we there's nothing we can do. Like, Don, there's nothing I can do to be accepted by you. I can exhibit character. Mm-hmm. And that that's for all of us. It's the character. It's the fruit that we see in each other that causes us to want to be apart. And it makes us quote unquote, feel like we belong and it will go as far as we know we belong. So those are, those are a few of the things that were, that were coming up for me. And I'd like to add that Ephesians 3, 1, 3 through 7. Here, no, I'm in Colossians. Hold on. Gosh darn it, I lost it. Was that one of your scriptures? Which Um, one? Ephesians 1. Or was it the Colossians one, maybe, that I'm thinking of? I had one of the Colossians. Yeah, I had that one, too. But I'm going to read the Ephesians one. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him in love. He predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ and I would add daughters, according to the purpose of his will. I know it doesn't say daughters in there, but I, he mm-hmm. means as a whole. Um, so that was Ephesians 1, 3 through 7. Oh, no, I didn't read 7. Let me finish that. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace. Amen. So basically what Paul has said in just those few verses is, you're accepted and this is your identity. So that's the other piece that I want to pull in there is mm-hmm. we have to know whose we are. When you know whose you are, you don't look to try and fit in because mm-hmm. you already know that you 
quote unquote, fit in. You already belong. So, it's good. And that is why there are four of us at this table is to pull those pieces together. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's really good, Jody, because I never thought about the identity piece in relation to that. But listen, so I'm jumping back to the adoption thing again. Mm-hmm. But like, you guys, do any of us ever see those pictures of like, after a kid has been adopted and they're like at the courthouse, like with the judge and they have their first family picture and they're yeah. like, I just got adopted. I mean, like I cannot look at those pictures without like weeping. I know. Mm-hmm. So the idea of like them having a new identity, mm-hmm. like yeah. with that family and being accepted by that family. Like I just, I like the connection that you pointed out there. I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really good. What do you got, Deb? Um, well, I, I had a lot of verse. There are a lot of verses about acceptance in the Bible, so I encourage you to utilize that Google feature that Jen was talking about. <laughs> um, but I have recently been blessed by uh, Pastor Lyle Phillips. He's with Legacy Nashville, and I listened to his sermon. It was from Easter Sunday on the prodigal son from, I think that's Luke 15. Is that right? Yeah, I think it's chapter 15 in Luke. And uh, I couldn't help but think about that as I was preparing for this podcast on acceptance because, you know, he referred to, I'm I'm sure many of you know the story. If you haven't heard the story, please look it up because it's an excellent um, depiction of who God is for each one of us. Uh, But I was especially led to think about our role as a church And I'm not just talking about the church with four walls. I'm Mm -hmm. talking about us as a body of believers Mm -hmm. in that we are to be as accepting as that father was to his son when he came back. I mean, he saw his son. This brings me to tears. He saw Mm -hmm. his son from a distance and he had to know that um, just like our heavenly father knows where we're at. He knows our gunk. He knows our trash. He knows everything we've done, everything we've said, he is, you know, he's the all-knowing God, obviously. And yet that father just, he ran to his son. Mm -hmm. Like that's who God is for us. He Mm -hmm. is running to us with arms wide open, ready to accept us exactly where we're at with all of that stuff. And, you know, that's what a relationship with Jesus is like. Mm -hmm. And it's our model for how we are to love each other and how we are to accept others, whether they are believers or not. And I think that's really important, especially today, guys. Um, you know, my heart just hurts for for the lost, for those that have either chosen to walk away from him or who have never known him. And, you know, that aspect of just having your arms wide open, accepting who, who we are for you know, despite, despite ourselves, even though we don't deserve it. Um, I just think that it's a beautiful depiction of what acceptance looks like. So as you were saying that, Deb, uh, he reminded me of what he brought up to me. And I'm just, I'm going to correlate that with what you shared just about the prodigal son. And it is in Luke 15, which Don actually gave as an action step when it comes to accepting others. Mm -hmm. I think you said to read Luke 15 and the prodigal son actually starts in verse um, 11, but 
quite frankly, pick up the Bible and read Luke 15 because it's a great chapter. It's, it's an <laughs> awesome chapter. Um, the Father saw the Son, period, and ran to him. He didn't see what he looked like. He, d- he didn't look at his clothes. He didn't look at the dirt. He didn't smell him. He didn't. He didn't. He saw his son Mm -hmm. and enveloped him. So something I think that's very, very important for us to understand. First and foremost, I'm going to speak to believers. When your Abba, when your daddy looks at you, he sees his son. First and foremost, he sees Jesus Christ because we've accepted Jesus. So that's who he sees. And then he sees who he created you to be as a righteous believer, as a righteous son, as a righteous daughter. He doesn't see your past. He doesn't see what you're going to do or, you know, whatever it is. He, he doesn't see that anymore. It doesn't mean that he thinks what you're doing. So, you know, we all have sin in our life. We will because we have flesh. It doesn't mean that he accepts that sin. It just means that he doesn't see it. Mm -hmm. And that reminds me of what he brought up to me was he brought up John 8, 1 through 11, which is the adulterous woman. Jesus didn't identify the woman's act, the the sin in her life. He didn't identify the sin with her. Mm-hmm. He saw her. And when he asked her the question and she responded, he said, go sin no more. Mm-hmm. So he, he was saying, you're not attached to that. I don't, that doesn't belong to you. You're right. mine. Yep. Go and sin no more. I just think that's very, very important for us to distinguish is, Sin is not accepted with our God, but we need to recognize that once we've accepted Jesus Christ as our Savior, he doesn't associate sin with us. He, he, will, he will call us out. Mm-hmm. He, he will use conviction through yeah. the work of the Holy Spirit. We know that. But he doesn't ident- we're no longer identified with sin. And I think we can correlate that to real life with each other. You know, we all have to recognize how ugly we really are. We're, it's we're, true, y'all. We are. So if I know that about myself, then why should I approach someone else by and, and decide whether or not I should even talk to them, whether I should make eye contact with them, whether I should welcome them with a smile or say hello just because maybe they have a different color of skin or maybe their clothes look dirty or maybe they look hoity-toity compared to me, and I don't want to give them the time of day. You know, I think Deb sharing just prompted a lot of those thoughts to come in. Who am I? <laughs> Who am I to... Judge not, lest you be judged, Exactly. Right? <laughs> if I've been accepted into the kingdom of God, if I'm considered to be identified as a daughter of the living God, who am I to say that no one else is or cannot be? if they haven't accepted Jesus yet. 
Amen. And that brings it to the whole, it's not who you are, it is whose you are. Amen. And get that right, y'all, because that, once you understand that, holy cow, (laughs) it changes things, truly does. Well, I would just think that's just becoming more real just as we're talking here for me. stuff I think that is what we have for the uh, topic of acceptance Um, I think there was another action step did you have one Jody was it prayer (laughs) well I think I say that every every time (laughs) it's always prayer (laughs) yeah and I think it was recognizing the depravity of who we are because so everyone go home and go think home about and how think terrible about you yeah. are. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, then Thanks. remember whose you are. <laughs> I just think we have a we have way too much of a tendency to put ourselves in a position that puts everybody else at levels. Yeah. You just hit it. It's the levels that we our brain processes that way. I'm better than this person. I'm worse than that person. That person's here. I see them as this. We do that. Mm-hmm. We absolutely do that. So the prayer that's coming, actually coming up for me, and I, I'm going to start praying that today, is, Lord, I want to see, when I look at myself in the, in the mirror, I want to see you, but I want to see how you, I want to know how you see me. What do you say? What do you say about your children? What do you say about me? And Quite frankly, that's not a selfish prayer. It's what you're asking for is you're asking to have his eyes. Yeah. And I think if, and quite frankly, it does start with us. So mm-hmm. if we start, if we can start viewing whose we are through his eyes, it will make and prompt us to see others that way. Yeah. The phrase that Pastor Lyle was using in his sermon was welcome home. I mean, mm-hmm. if we just have that attitude of, you know, whoever you are, welcome home. We we accept you. We believe that God can do wonderful, miraculous things. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, welcome I'm going to, oh, sorry. Sorry, Go no. <laughs> I'm going to close with Psalm 23, verse 6. And it says, "It." this is the message again. Sorry, you guys. I feel like I've been using the message a it's lot totally lately. But, um I read this recently with my eight-year-old, and we discussed it and had a really good talk about it, and it's coming up for me with our conversation today. So I'm going to close with verse 6 of Psalm 23. Your beauty and love chase after me every day of my life. I'm back home in the house of God for the rest of my life. And I just think that's a really good way of closing today's conversation. So thank you, everybody, for listening, and we look forward to chatting with you again next time at Table 1025. We've enjoyed being real with you today. Until we are together again, be creative and encouraging, helping others, and spurring on those around you. We look forward to gathering with you around Table 1025.